Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by returning guest, Billy Blue, the author and creator of TLD RPG. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me on. It's really good to be back. It's good to have you back. Now, the first question out the gate is, what is TLD RPG? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Like most people, I I enjoy, you know, the bigger role-playing games, but I also wanted something that was kind of shorter and more to the point. Um, So I came up with this idea of making a really kind of short, lean uh, summary of what I think a role-playing game is. And so that's how I came up with TLDRPG. And it's kind of a play on words because in internet nomenclature, TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. (laughs) So when you have a post that you know is really long, you kind of put TLDR and you put a little one or two line summary of the longer post. So I thought, okay, this is kind of my short summary of a good role-playing experience. I I like that. I appreciate it. And to be frank, I love role-playing games. I love the big, giant, crunchy ones. I like the little, quick, easy ones. I like all kinds of them. I, I am a big I'm fan. I'm not surprised to hear that. <laughs> I love them all. Yeah. I'm fascinated with them. I'm fascinated with the mechanic. But if I get a big 600-page book to start a new game that kind of does what other things are doing, I'm like, ah, is there a 40-page yep. version exactly. I can start with? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, we all love those, you know, dictionaries of a rule book but it takes time to go through you know and Mm -hmm. it takes time to figure out what you like and what you don't and those are great for when you want to have you know a two-year-long campaign with your buddies but what if you just want something on game night that you can kind of pull out and in a few minutes you guys are gaming you know so even if it's just a nice fill-in game between your regular games we all have those nights where we just want something easy and fun so that's kind of what this game tries to be. I wanted to make it easy to get into and fun, but I also didn't want it to feel like it was lacking anything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just tried to um, whittle the idea down to what I think are the most important and fun aspects of uh, of a game, of game night. So the, I guess that leads us to the next question I'm going to mm-hmm. ask. What are those, those important aspects that we've whittled mm-hmm. it down to? <laughs> yeah, well, um, the main thing is obviously some kind of a conflict resolution mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what kind of dice you're rolling and how you're rolling them. So that's the core mechanic of it. It's a, a, a D6 dice pool system because I like dice pools. I just think, <laughs> I just think rolling a big old bunch of dice is fun, you know? So I like D6 systems a lot and I've been getting more into yeah. them here in recent years, more so than ever. And I appreciate yeah. that. It, it, so yeah. it's a dice pool, not like a 2D6. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. I like the D6 too. I think that it's keeping with the accessibility that I was going for with the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have to buy a D4 and a D8 and a D12 and everything, it's like, okay, we probably all have those. But the one thing we definitely do have a lot of is D6. And it's more approachable and kind of easier to get people to pick up a game if they kind of understand exactly what that is about. I, I think I had someone on here refer to the D6 as the people's dice because it's the ones the most people <laughs> have access to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. But like, yeah, that's it. So how does the system work mechanically? Could you give us a brief like, sure, introduction sure. or look at that? I wanted to stay away from character classes uh, just because I didn't want the players to feel kind of boxed in by what I defined as their classes. I want it to be very, very flexible and very kind of customizable. So it is based around a D6 dice pool, like I said, but the amount of dice that you're rolling is dependent on how many points you have 
in each of your relevant attributes. And those attributes are three of them, correct? Exactly, yeah. There's three attributes. In line with making the game as kind of lean as possible, I wanted to keep the amount of attributes as low as possible. So there's uh, mind, body, and spirit. I like that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I like that. Uh, any role that you make should fall within one of those three attributes. So you just see how many points did I put into that attribute? That's how many dice I roll. If I get a six, it's a success. And that's kind of the basis of the system. And, you know, there's more to it. There's um, critical fail and critical assess mechanics, rules for armor. Uh, there's rules for armor and shields. There's rules for, like, equipment and, uh, like, different damage of weapons based on what weapon you're holding. There's weight. Every item has a weight. So that affects, you know, the, the bigger guys can, you know, use a two-handed weapon, whereas, you know, a smaller weapon will weigh less, but it might um, actually fire quicker. Um, and all those rules are in there. And then besides that, the main meat of the system is actually in your abilities. I designed the system around customization. So when you put your points into your attributes, each point you put allows you to then slot in a new ability. Mm -hmm. So there's mind, body, and spirit abilities. So if yes. I have three points of mind, I now have three mind abilities. I have this long list of like four pages of abilities and they kind of cover all the, you know, usual stuff that you're used to in gaming. And I tried to make them very flavorful. So there's things that you could kind of see like, oh, maybe a, a fighter character would use this or maybe a, a sneaky character would use this other one. You put the points where you want, then you plug in the abilities that you want and boom, there you have your character. And it has... Um, all the flavor built in. As you level up, you put more points into your attributes, which then lets you slot in more abilities. And then there's also some miscellaneous abilities so that, you know, they can kind of be put anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then besides that, there's also ultimate abilities, which can only be put into the highest slot of your attribute. So it gives you something, an incentive to work for. So these are your kind of your big powerful moves. Let's talk a bit about the art and the aesthetic of this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm curious to know a bit about that <laughs> for those who don't know me i'm actually an artist in the rpg field the cool thing is i get to decide exactly how the book is going to look and if any of you are not familiar with my work i am comfortable in many different styles but the one that is probably my favorite is a more gritty kind of uh, grungy aggressive style um, similar yeah. to something you'd see in like morkborg mm -hmm. so um, the artwork is going to have a lot of that, a lot of kind of like uh, really kind of grungy, gritty kind of artwork in it. And I re really like ugly and weird and creepy characters. So there's going to be a lot of that, you know, <laughs> a lot of scary guys in the dungeons. So um, I'm packing it with a lot of that. Um, as far as the design aesthetic, I, in keeping with the kind of overall theme, I think I'm going to keep it pretty clean mm -hmm. and um I know right now it's kind of popular, especially with books like Morkborg, to kind of pack a lot of visual information in there. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going to go a slightly different direction, and I'm working towards kind of more of a clean and open design, but with also this very kind of bold and gritty artwork packed in there. So it's uh, it's going to be a cool-looking project. That, that's that, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what the, the finished stuff, what the finished project's going to look like. Do you have... Is there a cover completed yet? Are you still working on it? You got ideas of what the cover is going to be like or what we can expect or you, how's that going? You know, <laughs> it's funny. I, I had a cover planned and I drew it. And then I thought, once I saw it, I thought, no, that's not it. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so I went back to the drawing board literally. And last night I was sketching out ideas and I, I have a new idea that I think I want my cover to be. And it's kind of just simple and bold and um, it'll just kind of be aggressive and in your face and say, this is the game. Oh, so, that's, that's um, good. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll have to drop that soon. And and this being your own, like you've this you've written this. This is the first. Is this the first project you've written completely on your own, game wise, like a full game on your own, or how? Can you speak to some of that? Or I've written a few different things, but this is going to be the first published thing. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely the most tested and rewritten thing that I've done. Um, okay. I've been doing a lot of uh, play tests with my regular gaming group, um, which has been really really helpful so yeah this is going to be my first major project of my own i'm really excited about it that, that is exciting it is exciting how is it doing now that you've got like oh this is your project you get to be able to tackle and do the aesthetic any way you want is how is mm -hmm. that <laughs> is that is that more work than it than, it, than you wanted it to be you think or is that like a liberty that you were excited for or how does that work out <laughs> it is nice to have control over all of the different aspects of it um it is a lot of work and it's more than you think initially going in it's exciting because i know once it is done this will be my baby and yeah. it'll be out there in the world and i'll get to i'll get to say like Hey, I hope you like it because I put a lot into it. So yeah, it's it's stressful, but it's also exciting. That it is exciting. That's interesting. That's yeah. a fun, exciting bit there. Now, mm -hmm. a little bit more on the system. What else can you tell us about the game itself? We know this kind of works on a dice pull system. We talked a bit about mm -hmm. about the different attributes, which is mind, body, spirit, which I love. I actually. Hundred percent. That's the one thing I've I've seen floating around lately. Like I'd, I'd like to see this mind body spirit approach. To it. Uh, why that? Why those specific ones? Um, you know, I think I originally had more, but just in in working on the game over and over, I kind of whittled it down. I basically wanted to see like how little I could get away with, but make the mm -hmm. system still feel complete. Um, and I just eventually ended up with mind, body, and spirit because I thought mind will obviously handle all the mental things. So magic, um, also languages and memorization and things like that. Body is also, of course, physical stuff. So melee attacks, running, jumping, resisting po poisons, things like that. And spirit covers everything else, which is usually dexterous things, uh, things that require finesse, and also any kind of speech craft, so like charm and things like that. So I figured that if I, I broke it down that way, I could cover all of the major archetypes that we're used to. So if mm -hmm. you want to play like a bard character, there's something there for that. If you want to play just a fighter, there's something for that. If you want to kind of mix it up and do your own thing, uh, I covered all the bases. Besides that, there's a, a few other parts of the system to kind of help you fill out your character. So there's a, a section for skills and things like that. Um, there's perks you get at certain levels, status effects that you can inflict or receive depending on you know what's going on. So there's like... You know, pretty much the, the regular ones, poison, bleed, zombie, things like that. Mm -hmm. And some of the abilities will synergize with those statuses so that, you know, you uh, if you're a barbarian, you might have taken this ability that says if you attack a target that has the bleed status, you know, you do one extra damage or something like that. Okay. So that you can kind of build yourself around your abilities. So let, 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 I want to, I want to, I want to bring something up. You said something about levels. Mm -hmm. Now this does something different with levels than where it's not yep. just yep. Uh, uh, you're getting a level and going up per level. How do you approach the concept of levels here? Well, instead of having just one character level that we're used to, you know, I'm a level 10 wizard or whatever, we are referring to your levels of your attributes. So 
if I say like um, your, for instance, your uh, your burn spell, mm-hmm. it does level damage. Well, that means it does damage equal to the level of mind, because that's the attribute that is relevant to that ability. When you use an ability, it gets stronger the more points you put into that ability. Mm-hmm. So that way you can kind of build exactly the character you want um, because it didn't really make sense to me to have a character level. So for instance, if I just had one generic character level and it's level 10, well, it didn't make sense to me that that would make you better at you know magic using and also lock picking and also swinging a sword. Like, <laughs> so I, di- I divided it up that way so that where you choose to put your points will make you better at the abilities that go with those points so that there was a kind of synergy there. Uh, When I refer to characters, like with my game group, I'll say like, oh, we're doing like level 12 characters. But what that really means is all of your attribute levels have added up to level 12. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a general, you know, it could be like a seven, three, two character, you know, mind, body, spirit, or it could be the other way, a two, three, seven. It doesn't really matter. It's just that when you have that number, you know, it puts all of the characters in the same general power ranking. And it's up to you to decide how you're going to distribute that. That goes along with the way I wanted the game to run because I really wanted to put the power in the hands of the players. And it always bothers me a little bit when it feels like the power is in the characters Mm-hmm. meaning like as yeah. a as a person and as a player i don't have as much control or as much agency because i'm kind of boxed in by what this character is defined as you know whether it's their race or their kit or whatever so i try to make a system that puts the power of choice in the hands of the players so that one character might play differently you know from one player to the next because of you know how they want to distribute their points or just even how they want to use their abilities you know so I really wanted to put the power in the hands of the players. I think that just makes for more fun and more interesting, you know, game nights. I appreciate that. It's pretty good. Well, we're coming close to time. Now, this is going to be, so as it plans, this is probably going to drop the day before this goes live. So, so it'll be live tomorrow. I'm hoping, um, if we stick with that schedule, because we're recording, it's been crazy with Zaymoth coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell folks where they can go to back this a little bit about the Kickstarter and where they can go to find you and and see, check out some of your other previous works. Okay, cool. So um, my name on most socials is going to be billybluart.com all spelled out. Um, And that's also the name of my website. So it's easy to remember billybluart.com. That'll give you a really good look at my portfolio and the type of work I usually do, which is actually very, um, it has a lot of variety, variety to it. Um, as far as the Kickstarter itself, you can go on Kickstarter and just type in TLDRPG, mm-hmm. just the letters, and it'll take you right to it. Um, there's a pre-launch page I've been sharing around on, um, you know, a lot of the socials, especially the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty active in a lot of the Facebook groups, especially like the zine groups and OSR groups and things like that. Um, so you've probably seen, uh, that link floating around there, um. But yeah, you can either add me on Facebook or just go straight to Kickstarter and look it up. And there will be a, a little button there that says uh, notify me upon launch. And it launches on February 1st and runs for two weeks. So it'll end on Valentine's Day. So if you guys want to give me a nice Valentine's Day present, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, or get, get TLD. Yeah, go get an RPG for someone you love, you know. So and so real quick, what are the what are the different tiers to pick it up? Is there a digital, physical, like what are we looking at? Um, yeah, there's going to be a digital uh, a PDF, and then there's also going to be a 
a soft cover version, mm-hmm. which is going to have all of the core rules and kind of everything you need just to sit down and start playing. That was really important to me. I just wanted you to get one book and be able to take it to your friend's house and play. Above that, there's also going to be some more deluxe versions. And the deluxe versions are going to have, well, hardcover, first of all, just because I really like hardcover books. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a hardcover version, and it's actually going to have more pages in it because it's going to expand on everything that is in the uh, base version. So the rules are going to be the same. I don't want anyone to think they're going to miss out on any rules it's the extra stuff that there's more of. So for instance, in the smaller soft cover version, which is about 50 or so pages, you know, there's like a, a very small uh, bestiary. There's like a few example pre-gen characters, things like that. But in the deluxe version, there's going to be more of that. So there's going to be many more creatures. There's going to be a small adventure that I'm writing with like a map and some statted enemies and things like that. So it's going to have all of the base stuff plus a lot of the extra stuff as well. So yeah, and it'll be in a, a nice package. And then the highest tier that you can get, um, the Super Duper Deluxe version or whatever I'm calling it, it's the uh, the soft cover, the hard cover, the PDF included, and you get a bonus one-of-a-kind sketch on the inside cover by me. Oh, nice, nice. So okay. if you're if you're like me and you like custom sketches, which I love, you know, then that'll be the the tier for you. And they're all cheap. I think the most expensive tier is only going to be about fifty dollars, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty affordable considering you get, you know, so much with it. Yeah. If you're like me, I like to kind of have one copy for my bookshelf, the nice <laughs> one, and then on game night I can bring out the soft cover and pass it around and. I don't have to worry about people getting their Cheeto fingers on my hardcover. You know? <laughs> I've got some. So, I've got some. Uh, I've got some food and, and and damage on books over the years yep, of the table. Yeah, <laughs> yep, lots, yep, lots of uh, coffee stains and stuff, right? Yeah, my yeah. So the deluxe things. version is going to be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been ga- great getting a chance to catch up with you. Yeah, man, it was my pleasure. I'll uh, come on anytime, and and thank you for uh, talking to me. No doubt, no doubt. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. We're on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, I'm at, I'm there at hey, Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. You can use support, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.